Welcome back to the Book People, where I interview people whose lives and careers revolve around books. I'm your host Ashwarya, and today I'm talking to Tara Khandelwal. She has worked as a freelance editor for more than ten years, and she has edited more than a hundred books, including Udayan Mukherjee's Essential Items and Anmol Malik's Three Impossible Wishes. So she started Bound in 2018, three years ago, to bridge this gap between writers and creative people. and the places where they can either develop their skills or get their work published today bound does writers retreats it produces podcasts like this one and it provides all kind of support and resources to writers and creative people out there what i really like about tara is that she has made a name for herself in the publishing industry without working at a publishing house just through her work with bound and with her freelance editing and hopefully i can do that someday as well So and I'm not just saying these nice things because she's my boss. So today we're going to talk about why there is so much mystery around the book industry and what exactly can publishing courses teach you if anything. Tara also gives a step-by-step guide into how you can become a freelance editor if that's something that you're interested in. So let's dive in. Hi Tara, welcome to the book people. Hi, hi Ashwarya. So I want to know more about how you identified this gap in the industry. and how you're working on sort of filling it so you know i was always very interested in working with books uh and i was also at the same time very interested in um, entrepreneurship because and i don't think i've spoken about this uh, uh, anywhere else because i'm always so focused on the books part mm-hmm. but you know ever since i was young because i've grown up in a family of entrepreneurs so uh, you know all around me you know even at the dinner table and all of that stuff it was always this kind of talk you know i remember my dad when i was very young he made me spell out he made me spell out the word entrepreneur <laughs> so so i was interested in both aspects um and so i went on to um you know study publishing I was also you know interning at a couple of publishing houses and I absolutely loved it and I found that oh this is something I'm very good at uh, and I wanted to pursue it um, you know while at the same time thinking about you know like what kinds of things I could start I've had many many different ideas you know of things I could start which are not related to books but um, what I identified was that because I was working in the publishing industry as a fresher and also with the internships and things like that and later as a journalist also there were a lot of creative people and there's a lot of content creation you know content is exploding right now and there's a lot of content creation um, you know so many people wanting to do cool and amazing things and i felt that there was a lack of um, people to teach them how because a lot of times you know we just learn on our own and people think that you know creativity just comes from within but and there's no real infrastructure around it i also saw the the kind of creative infrastructure people there had and i felt that that was sort of missing over here and that's why i wanted to start something like this here and that was really is and still is a vision to help storytellers and help talented people take their talent to the next level i think that's great and you know when you were talking about your dad asking you to spell entrepreneur as a kid i found that very funny because i mean in my family it's sort of the opposite because 
uh, everyone was just really into like uh, finance and maths and accounts mm. and my dad would sort of sit with me as a kid and keep you know giving me maths problems to solve oh <laughs> really into maths and that's one of the reasons that i loved math as a kid and i right. grew up with this idea that i would also like go do ca or go do mba so <laughs> and be <laughs> and be into sort of those fields yeah. but i always was such a huge reader that i just disappointed everyone in my family and went off into doing literature and going into you know publishing and going into books and all of that so very different for me you also mentioned that you studied publishing you know and i know that you did the columbia publishing course and i am very interested in knowing about that because i also did the publishing course at humber right and i think when people want to enter publishing or when they want to know about publishing uh, sort of we have done these courses we have done these internships that have helped us understand what happens in publishing but do you think that it's important or it's you know necessary for people to do a course like this in order to get into publishing or well, understand what it is like in the first place i mean see i'm i'm coming from the perspective of somebody who's done the course so i'll always say that it's it was very very useful you know but i also understand that like not everyone you know will be able to go you know abroad and things like that whether it's for time or even if you get a scholarship or things like that you know it's a big commitment um yeah. but i personally really loved the course because it gave an over overall understanding of what publishing is and it really did demystify you know what is publishing so we actually you know heard from everyone you know sort of what you're trying to do in this interview as well so we heard from mm-hmm. you know book designers you know we heard from commissioning editors we heard from people who are in marketing um so you know in pr and and subsidiary rights and all kinds of different aspects of the industry not only editorial so we really understood you know what goes on you know behind every function to make this run together you know as a business so what they actually made us do is they made us uh, you know the keystone project was actually simulating a publishing house so it was like business school yeah. in a way because we were put in teams right and every person had their own function there was somebody who was the business manager and poor thing had to make a pnl <laughs> you know yeah obviously the most coveted spots were the editors commissioning editors you know i i think i was in charge of subsidiary rights which is like selling the book rights to like you know like foreigners or like tv or i don't know whatever i forgot yeah. but but it was different you know <laughs> because and then there were people who were coming there who were saying look i want to work in book marketing which i don't find in india you know i find that everyone who wants to work in books only goes for the editor positions you know but yeah. over there i found that people were saying look i actually really am interested in this aspect of the industry too and i found that whole coming together and looking at it holistically was very very interesting but i didn't yeah. answer question is it needed i think that you know it there's especially as a freelance editor uh having that stamp you know because i think in india maybe we're very like conscious of like the stamp you know because it does give you some legitimacy also yeah because yeah. if you're it just it gives start- you that credibility that you know what you're talking about yeah that like you, yeah exactly because it's very easy for like anybody to start a website and like you know start soliciting projects and i've seen a lot of people do that as well but then like what really sets you apart and 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 you know like uh, to showcase that you have your skills so that course i found was very helpful for that and there are many other yeah. courses in india also that one can avail of because everything's opened up now you know uh 
so one doesn't have to probably go there you can find different ways to up your skills yeah no i agree with you because we also had that keystone project and that was the i think one of the most fun things to ever do what and i you? also i was an editor so oh <laughs> I I was the commissioning editor so I got oh. to like pitch so, these really cool right. and amazing books right and it was a lot of fun and I think that was I think one of the things that didn't work in terms of doing that publishing program you know in Canada was that you find out so much and you learn so much about how the industry works and you know these different aspects like you mentioned but you learn how the industry works in that country yes you know and then the challenge is to sort of then come to india and figure out how to apply like you have all the knowledge you have all the skills but then there is very limited information about how the industry works in india specifically hmm i think you know if those kind of like really big legitimate publishing courses could emerge in india i know that they've just started but do you think having those kind of publishing courses in india where you know people learn so much in depth would be something that will help india's publishing industry to grow wow that's a very difficult question i don't know if it will help it to grow because i already i think that you know like the indian publishing industry is very small and there's a limited number of spots available so i think you know for every like seat they already have hundreds of applicants but maybe it will help obviously in terms of skill building because the better the editor is the smarter you know the more trained the better books that we as consumers will get to read you know and the more interesting voices better edited books and all of that i see that i find there's no harm at all in providing you know somebody with a good education but i also want to know why you went freelance you know because mm-hmm. obviously you you went the uh, traditional route in some sense because you did the publishing course you did the publishing internships and you could easily become an editor at a publishing house right right you know so why that decision i mean sometimes i do think that oh like what if like you know i spent i had already spent 10 years at a publishing house and things like that you know uh, but that's not me you know firstly like i'll give you a very honest answer they are all in delhi okay so <laughs> i went and i did that and i'm from bombay and maybe it sounds like very like superficial but i just could not live in delhi as a woman in publishing i have heard that it's very firstly the salaries are a little lower uh, lower and on top of that it's very difficult to grow the growth is very slow so like by the time you hit like one yeah. salary level to the next or by the time you like get your promotion it can be many many years I, you know i like the editing i like the deep work i lo- i love all of that stuff but there's another part of me that's sort of you know very restless so so that did not suit my personality i think so you know uh, that's why i think i wanted to sort of uh, go and, and and go outside of the industry and sort of chart my own path yeah uh, so so there's yeah. definitely a lot of freedom in doing that right because right. you get to decide your hours you get to decide what kind of projects you take and so there's a lot of flexibility there's a lot of freedom and i definitely understand that restlessness as well because that it, it is true right like publishing can be a sort of slow industry and like we mentioned there are just so many publishing houses that are out there so there is a limited number of jobs and so there's a limited number of positions that you can even grow into right 
because most of them again are independent publishing houses where you have smaller teams of people and so right. there isn't sort of a lot of movement. vertical growth yeah there's not a lot of movement there's not a lot of growth to go into right right but i would say that you know like in terms of the industry like i don't know exactly where bound fits in the industry because it's adjacent and we're not producing books i mean we're producing content like these podcasts we're producing sort of like workshops and like skill building where in another space that's adjacent to this industry and that's not only catering to this industry because we also you know uh, train script writers we train you know people who want to do graphic novels so so it's a, it's sort of like i would say like we're more in like sort of the skill building or like education space that then caters into these creative industries um yeah. but i yeah definitely like it's interesting because you know it is possible to work outside the industry and still sort of be connected to it definitely yeah i think it's one of those spaces that is uh, connecting multiple creative industries which right. is i think something what siddharth jain from the story inc is also doing right because it's hmm. again connecting uh publishing to sort of the movie the film industry right or right, the right. sort of web series industry so again building those connections i think helps like the publishing industry also stay relevant keep growing definitely. adapt to the times definitely you know? but because you sort of mentioned all of these different projects and services that bound is doing you know like the podcast it's your classes it's your retreat so what exactly is your thought process behind starting each project i started off the retreat very um, randomly because i saw that there was a gap in the market all of those things that i've spoken about skill building all of these things and um i always wanted to go on a writers retreat and i thought it would be a great way to start yeah and i thought it would be a great way to start this whole journey because it's like a great like big project that nobody had done before in india um you know and, and there I would also, be a lot of writers interested in it because i lot think of writers, because that, it was new exactly yeah yeah i think before and, that the only retreat that existed was the uh, university of east anglia one which happened okay. in calcutta so right right apply and then you had to fly all the way to calcutta just for two weeks to be a part of that retreat yeah. which i know because i did that so so that and then i wanted to like get and i was very lucky to like get um, support from some authors who agreed to come as mentors was that nobody knew what i was doing or who i was you know so like yeah, i mean to tr- them to trust me and like come on board and and all of that and i so i knew that like something like big like that would sort of like help uh, with the brand and things like that and then that's how i sort of expanded into other projects uh, it's just trial and error also you know uh, so we do a lot of online classes right some of them work some of them don't Uh, obviously we think through why each one will work and why they won't but sometimes you know you don't get sign up sometimes you get like it's oversubscribed so it's a lot of trial and error and experimentation um as well even the podcast you know that was another avenue through which we thought we could connect readers and writers to the 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 famous or you know their best selling authors authors they really love um yeah. and that was another like sort of experiment so it's a lot of like experimentation um and things like that so we spoke about freelance editing right and you know obviously having sort of a degree uh, from a publishing program does give a lot of credibility but beyond that how were you able to you know build your credibility how were you able to build these relationships that you have with 
publishing mm. houses with editors with writers you know so what advice would you like to give people who want to become freelance editors um i think it did help that i like actually worked like in these like big name publishers um mm-hmm. and then i also like was lucky because i got a job as an editor like a freelance editor for a literary agency writer side uh, which is india's largest agency i also keep telling people just keep a lookout you know because these people are they on twitter they on instagram they on linkedin follow them see when they're posting see what you know are they looking for a freelance editor put your name in you know if there's an article of like best freelance editors apply to be on that article you know so like that's the yeah. kind of thing that kind of stuff that i did i was like let me put my name everywhere that there's an aggregator for freelance editors you know let me be there so i made a website i did it and i put it and i just kept reaching out and then more clients i got the more i, I like put those books on the uh, this, uh, on my website through bound itself you know because of the retreats because of our classes a lot of the writers who have come to the retreats have also gone on and got published you know and that yeah. also like adds to the credibility it's all about building a resume also just as you build a resume for a job or you know college it's also about building a resume of your skill sets as somebody who's not in an organization and i think mm-hmm. definitely building a portfolio Mm-hmm. you're not just doing things but then you're recording everything that you're doing you know you have sort of this collection to show people as proof right like, hey, look, these are my skills and this is what i can do and you know this is what i have done in the past so if you hmm. make sure that you're you know giving your best to your like authors or writers or clients then that will just help you in the long term in getting more clients obviously you should charge like correctly but then you should always try and give a little bit extra like a extra twist and an extra surprise and we do that too right in bound like we're always like trying to like give something like which is a little bit like extra you know whether it's even in your writing like i always tell writers also like what's going to like surprise me i like surprises not in my personal yeah. life but in, prof- <laughs> in my professional life yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. That's I think something that I tell writers as well, which is you know readers want to be surprised, right? Right. Be surprised. I definitely agree with that. As a writer, as a reader, as an editor, as like a person, these I think ways. also. Yeah. I yeah. As a person. Yeah. It's something that really is like important. Okay. Huh. So, what is one skill that you think editors absolutely need to develop? Oh, that's like I think a lot of skills. Okay, like. but baseline important one you need to have impeccable grammar yeah and that is not something that you're born with it can be learned you can teach yourself and there's hundreds and hundreds of of things available online to teach yourself you know uh yeah. that is very very important to have that understanding of and grammar and it is a challenge because you know like uh, the indian sort of education system is not doesn't always... teach that exactly yeah. it's very it doesn't difficult. give you that basic foundation that you really need to build anything you know any kind of writing related um, <laughs> job that you want to do even if it's journalism you even need if it's... that grammar and i have found this time and time again where that grammar is lacking i mean even in building bound you know and then the other thing is that um, you know you need to be a reader you need to know what works what makes a book good you need to be able to think critically and uh, i think those critical thinking skills are super super useful in everything you do in life so um as a freelance editor 
you know you often end up reading or editing manuscripts before they are picked up by publishing houses right mm. so what is the fundamental difference would you say between you know working as a freelance editor who is doing that versus editors who work in the publishing house well one of the biggest differences is the honestly the caliber of the authors they get to work with i mean the editors in the publishing houses are getting to work with you know arundhati roy and you know <laughs> yeah god knows who else and like the best of the best right um but the difference i think is like the discovery of new voices um and that is exciting if you're outside the industry especially what we do is bound and like even me as a freelance editor i think there's something very heartening about like you said discovering new writers and also f- feeling like you are involved some way in polishing them you know yeah, you're involved definitely. in sort of their writing journey and involved in helping them sort of become even better writers so that when they do get published and when they do get all their fame <laughs> not money because there's no money in publishing yeah. but <laughs> when they do get that recognition you know when they get published when they get that fame you feel like you've sort of played a role in that yes definitely made a difference in some way i think that can be a lot of you know like it that can feel really really good yeah yeah as an editor definitely but i also want to ask you then what makes a good proposal or a pitch because you do help writers who are trying to pitch their books to publishing houses so that they get published mm-hmm. what makes a good proposal um we already spoke about grammar <laughs> yes. so grammar and formatting but i think you know really cutting out the essence of the book so it's sort of like a marketing pitch uh you know you have to give a little bit of a just an synopsis of the book and then you have to really say like why is your book different why is your book both you know universal enough to appeal to uh you know the emotions of your readers or you know how is it relatable and then also what are the elements that are unique what are the elements that are going to surprise your reader you know is it something that hasn't been done before and and you know if it hasn't been done before like what are and what are some like parallels in the industry that you know you could place it within somebody has very little time and you are going to convince them in that proposal or even if you take it in another context in that cold email or whatever to give you a chance to read your work to give you more time and they yeah. are going to make that decision in a minute or two minutes and they are not going to work so it has to you have to make them work the least and understand the most and i think we do pitch all the time like we pitch book recommendations to you know hmm. like that is true you know because like if i really really love a book i'll go to my friend and i'll say oh my god you have to read this book because it has this amazing character and it has these things which i know will appeal to my friend right yeah exactly definitely what you're sort of doing with your own book where you're saying hey these are the best things about my book please publish it <laughs> so as an editor do you find that people are often confused or unsure about what editors do you know are there yes. any funny or strange experiences you've had as an editor that you want to share with me so like yeah like as a freelancer you get sometimes you get interesting requests because people are yeah they're not sure like what is an editor actually supposed to do so you know people think that like oh maybe the role of an editor is to actually write my book for me you know so i've got requests where the, the person is like oh you know uh, can you predict the ending of this story you know or uh, you know i have a fiction idea in my head can you write it out for me 
in that time you just have to be very patient and sort of explain you know exactly what is the role of an editor um and that would fall more to the ghost writing or another kind of service um yeah so i've had yeah. those exact experiences <laughs> right yeah so 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 those kind of things you know because i don't know why but there's a lot of like misinformation about what an editor is or you know as we, as you're trying to do you're trying to demystify publishing i mean you know my own relatives and things think that i'm a writer when i'm saying i'm an editor they'll say oh, okay can you write this for me i find myself clarifying that a lot you know like to a lot of people i was in a, another podcast interview and they're like you're a writer i'm like no see like i have to clarify that like you know like i don't identify myself as a writer and actually a lot of editors are not writers you know it doesn't yeah. have to be that if you're an editor you're a writer because it is a it is very similar skill set but i'm not the one with the characters i'm not the one with all the stories in my head and things i have the technical knowledge tomorrow yeah. if i was maybe to write a non fiction book i could do that you know but i don't want to because i don't have that creative stamina you uh, should do it <laughs> no i like i maybe later on you know but you should write a non fiction book on publishing So yeah I mean like actually we are trying to uh, write a report on the publishing industry you know gaining all the insights that we have from speaking to professionals but in order to answer your question editor versus writer yeah one is the two very different things and uh, it doesn't have to be that the editor is a writer No I definitely agree even though I am an editor who is a writer so I don't mind much people being confused about that but you know talking about the the misinformation that is out there i remember when uh, i did my publishing course and then i was sort of explaining to a relative what the publishing course means you know when i was interning at a publishing house and a lot of people who are very very like avid readers who read a lot of books don't know what a publishing house is because i think when we read books we're not necessarily thinking about where did these books come from i didn't know you that know? i didn't even know there was a publishing industry Exactly. We just read them and we think oh this is a book written by this author and we're not really thinking about books as products that are manufactured in some exactly. way. Exactly. And that someone needs to like churn them out. Yeah. Then, you know there's a whole like manufacturing distribution. Yeah. Sort of this whole process that's going on with the industry, right? We don't think of it like that. So it's very very interesting to go behind the scenes and understand how all of this works. so for you you know because you're talking about demystifying and we're talking about um how there is so much of misinformation but also i think just lack of information about you know i think all three different groups of or communities of people who are involved with books i would say whether they're writers or whether they're people who are working in publishing or whether they're readers and you have had the opportunity with all of your different projects to work with all three groups of people right or interact with all three groups of people so what have been your you know takeaways with those interactions so what are some things that you feel like you have learned in the past 3 years every day i learn something new and that is actually what really drives me in terms of why i think because people probably haven't put in the time and effort to demystify it you know and that's something we are doing hopefully you know they and something that the, meghna pant also did to try and demystify it and more projects like those probably 
you know will solve the issue maybe this podcast will help maybe our like industry doc will help maybe our class on publishing will help and i think it's also about accessibility right because we often think of you know books uh, i mean not we but people tend to think of books of or uh, about publishing as something that is inaccessible something that is elite you know yes. something that is meant for sort of very small niche group of people and is something that we are sort of very far away from and right. i think that really adds to this mystery around publishing because you know that mystery helps to i think keep that gap a little bit mm right yeah i mean i definitely do think that people think it's very elite and also because it's primarily english speaking yeah you know and people with as i said very good grammar and all of this which you can only get with a very good education and like that comes with like certain amount of privilege and all of those things so there's no surprise to me that people think that it is an elite sort of industry what about the pandemic has that changed anything or has that changed a lot for you as a reader or editor or has that changed a lot for bound well for bound it has changed because we went sort of like digital so it just pushed us in that direction uh which was very good actually i mean it was it was a it, we needed that sort of you know push push and uh in terms of as an editor nothing too much um but because of bound my time for editing has gone down considerably um so but that is all right because now like i only take on projects that are very very dear to me and mm. uh, and like also like the more like you build up your name as an editor like the more like better projects and like the be- better you can charge for your time and things um but i'm very happy with that process because i felt like i did spend a lot of time uh, honing my skill as an editor and that is something that i'm very confident of right now that is something that i feel like i can safely put aside while i focus on building other skills and always come back to uh, later on um and i'm very interested in like always like i'm i's very bad i can't be a jack of all trades but this is one thing that i really do feel in editing i really do feel like i'm very confident of that skill uh because that's i have great. yeah yeah no that's great and you know you're right when you say that once you build that credibility once you build that name for yourself you can also pick and choose the projects that excite you and you know right. the projects that you want to work on yes which i think is something that we should tell aspiring freelance editors that they will also <laughs> one day get to pick and choose what they work on yeah i mean like what a beautiful like i never thought that like you know like i would have to say no to projects and things like that because you don't know the first thing about like freelancing when you are starting out and then it becomes and that's what i really like about like um having a business and things because like you know you don't know the first thing about podcasting and then you do one and you can do 50 yeah. and you don't know the first thing about putting an online class up and you do one and you can do 100 and it's the same thing with every single thing you do and you're always starting out saying that oh i have no idea how to do it then you do it and you can do like you can just keep iterating and keep doing and that is very interesting yeah. like you can keep learning new things and you can keep growing and there's really nothing stopping you from yeah you learning know? everything that you want to learn right yeah 
so what advice would you give someone who wants to you know work with books who loves books as much as we do yeah. but who's not sure where to how to do that or where to sort of find their space so like yeah as you know that we did this editing and publishing course which like we were teaching together right at bound yeah. and so like like one on one session we had a one on one session with somebody and they were like oh like how do i go what do i do this that and i was like look like it's very like all of again i've said it before you have to it's the same thing you have to put yourself out there right like all of these publishers are on twitter instagram facebook from time to time they are going to have a call for internships they are going to have a call for editors be on top of that be the first person to get your application in you can yeah. also work in fields that are adjacent you can work in arts management you can work in journalism you can work as a content writer for a very interesting company that suits you you can work as a research associate you can work in ngo you can work as in communications i mean there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things that you can do if you are someone who likes reading and books it may not be your perfect job right away but you can work your way towards it so i really think it's very important to like have a feeling of abundance that look there's so much i can do let me just plan a strategy of you know how i want to go about all of these diff- do my research see all the different options out there plan a strategy of how i can attack and then go for it rather than you know being like oh i'm not getting my perfect job or there's only very little we know there are very few spots in the publishing industry but there's hundreds of things to do in the world so do yeah <laughs> yeah no and i think even in the industry in the publishing industry like we mentioned before like mm. everyone is like okay publishing is equal to editorial but it's mm. not right like even within the industry if not an editor you can go into marketing you can go into pr you exactly. can go into production you can work at a literary agency you know or you can yeah. work at a bookstore so there even within the industry do. there is yeah there's so much other than just publishing houses yes that I mean, is bound. out there we are working at bound you are like yes. you had applied to work at bound you know yeah exactly and it is something that is aligning with your interest because you're editing and you're also teaching and things like that you know but you know because you brought up the editing and publishing course i think there was a very interesting question that was brought up there which i feel like will be very interesting for our listeners or viewers uh, to know about which is that when writers are uh, pitching their books does it make more sense for them to or what is the difference between pitching them to a literary agent versus pitching them directly to a publisher well it's very difficult for un- publishers to look at unsolicited manuscripts because they get a lot of emails so literary agency is basically somebody who acts as a representative to authors and they already have a reputation and relationship with the publishers so anything that's coming from a literary agency will be looked at more closely and first compared to something that is unsolicited um because you know there's limited amount of time there's limited amount of resources one book takes like 5 or 6 hours minimum to like go through yeah so you can usually tell in the first few pages but still to like make a decision and all of those things and that's where an agency comes into play and also when you know like uh when you are negotiating with contracts all of those things the agency is a professional the agent is a professional uh and so they will help you navigate this better than you would have been able to 
like you don't know what the industry standard is you don't yeah. know whether what you're getting in the contract is a good deal or not a good deal there are so yeah. many specifications so i think it's always better to have you know an expert on your side who is definitely who has your best interest at heart not that publishing houses don't but it's yeah, always right. a negotiation that you're entering so it's always good to have that and agents also know how to pitch your book best right like they have their entire job is pitching books so they know how to uh, dress your book up in the best way so that it's the most appealing to yes. publishers they know who are the right publishers for the kind of book that you've written so i think they can make a lot of those decisions that you know as writers or authors we might not be aware of right definitely so coming back to the pandemic do you see sort of a shift in the way that books are published or the or in the way that the publishing industry is functioning in the new future so like yeah in terms of like the pandemic obviously like there was a lag time because everything was closed and book stalls and things like that they were struggling but i think that there'll always be a demand for good stories and um i think yeah i mean like i think that things will go back to the pre pandemic level i'm hopeful no i definitely think things will go back to the pre pandemic level i'm just seeing a lot of shift towards digital like a focus on digital which i think bound has also done like a focus on more online events or classes or uh, products or content and i i think there'll be a similar shift in focus with publishing houses as well where they'll see that digital or online content is sort of yeah maybe i mean before the pandemic it's really interesting like there were like book my show and insider you know these companies they were doing so well i mean like you know even i was like on them every weekend i have a friend who works at book my show and i mean she they had to ha- fire like hundreds of employees and like that whole model you know went to moot but it was like booming the the events industry uh yeah. so i really don't know like because i feel like after the pandemic people will want to go back to the way things were yeah people will want to step out of their house i think yeah. obviously already there is this like insta live and zoom fatigue yes <laughs> no one wants to attend online events anymore so i think the moment things i mean they slowly are but the moment they really go back to normal everyone's just going to rush out of their yeah. houses but that in being the said the fanciest yeah. of clothes yeah. to attend events yeah but that being said like it has normalized the concept of online classes and it was actually interesting because before the pandemic we were thinking of launching the online classes part of uh, you know uh, bound and that time you know we were anyway doing offline workshops you know uh, and that time you we wondering you know would people really like sign up because it was not a done thing you know at that time now i think it's totally like normalized and like after the pandemic also we will continue to like be online so that is interesting yeah yeah and i think uh, speaking in terms of bound like from my own experience i think it's also opened bound up to a more pan india community or audience than exactly. just mumbai exactly. to some extent because Definitely. of the online nature of the classes so i right. think again speaking to accessibility speaking to you know like you said publishing houses most of publishing is all in delhi you know and <laughs> and bound or like there are some you know there are these pockets there's delhi there's mumbai there's bangalore there's calcutta because of like calcutta being very very literary but beyond that or even pune to some extent but beyond that there are, there's this really gap of 
you know any kind of literary organizations um out there to provide those kind of services right or like any kind of service so i think online yeah. everyone going online is also sort of bridging that a little definitely, bit hopefully definitely. no i i really do agree and it's funny when you said like you know like just made me think of when i was like thinking about you know coming back from delhi and all of that stuff i i was like oh my dream life would be if a publishing house was in bombay <laughs> you know yeah. uh, maybe a bound I mean, wouldn't same. have happened that would be my dream life yeah. as well <laughs> yeah maybe bound wouldn't have happened you know i would just like i don't know no probably not because i think i would have like probably started it anyway i like to think but yeah i mean it's just fun to it's a thought experiment <laughs> yeah okay so um what does the future of bound look like what is next for you and for bound i think probably like increasing our offerings so like increasing the kind of classes we do more targeted classes to like the right audiences more content like this so you know as i mentioned we are doing uh, we are releasing the publishing document Yes. which will give an insight for our readers and writers about the publishing industry so more content that will help them with their skill building their personal development things like that is in the future and hopefully this year we will go back to our physical retreat so yes. let us uh, let us see because in goa you know, i think you're you're missing out the best part of the, the retreat. physical retreat in goa yes hopefully we will go back to that but and hopefully we'll go sure. back to like working in a physical also office meeting place. because you and i have never met before yes. but we interact every day so that is very funny <laughs> yeah so hopefully we will go back to meeting as well yes yeah okay so finally i just have like a few fun rapid fire type questions one change or innovation in publishing that you're excited about I think audio books is interesting. The whole move towards audio is quite interesting. I think Jagannath had also like released its book as like one of his books as like twelve series like crime podcast, which was also very interesting. Yeah, I think podcasts and audio books in general, the whole audio, the audio, definitely. yeah, that very yeah. interesting. What is the best and worst part of being an editor? I don't think there's a worst part. best okay. part is like working on the if when you see a manuscript and you know you're going to love this book that is the best part nice okay what are you reading right now right now we are interviewing moni mosen for our podcast books and beyond books so and i am beyond. reading her, her new book okay great all right well thank you tara for coming on this podcast this has been really really great Thank you so much and thanks for the amazing questions really enjoyed it So that was Tara Khandelwal talking about how good grammar is the foundation for anything to do with writing I definitely relate to her because I also love constantly challenging myself to get out of the comfort zone and to learn new things like podcasting But what is a new thing you learned recently DM us or tell us in the comments I would love to know all of your answers This series is brought to you by Bound, a company that helps you tell your stories. You can find out more about our resources and services at www.boundindia.com 
or find us at bound india on all our social media platforms if you want to get your book edited by tara or one of our other brilliant editors you can dm us or you can send us an email at connect@boundindia.com don't forget to mention our discount code bound edits b o u n d e d i t s to get a 10% discount on all of our editing services and all of these details will also be in the description below if you're not watching the video version of this series on youtube yet you're really missing out so go check out our youtube channel to check the video version of this series and thank you for tuning in to the book people i'm ashwarya i'll be back next week with another guest and a new question to answer until then keep reading